Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com. We're also on YouTube as well. Be sure to follow us there and on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And we are taking your emails to LockedOnRays at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join Ulysses and I this week to get in on the Tampa Bay Rays action and conversation. That is Spotify Greenroom. Well, Ulysses, the Tampa Bay Rays lost last night to the Toronto Blue Jays by a score of 4-2. to two. They had plenty, plenty, plenty of opportunities offensively, but... Could not capitalize throughout the night, really, whatsoever. If you can summarize this game in two words, it would be missed opportunities Mm -hmm. because there were so many of them. And if you look at what Manoa was giving to the Rays, because he did give them uh, six walks and a hit batsman, batsman, uh, that's seven free runners. Uh, And I believe he pitched... Six innings, correct? He didn't reach the seventh. Let me double check that. He pitched six innings. Okay. Yes. So then he's giving you one over the the, the innings pitched. You got to capitalize on that. You have to do that. Um, There there wasn't any clutch hit. Uh, I I remember Meadows missed a fastball down Broadway with men on. Mm -hmm. I believe Brandon Lau was on third and he couldn't bring him in. You know, those are the the things that you you rarely see from this team. So it that's why this 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 loss you know stings uh, stinks a little bit. But you know these these games are going to happen uh, again. The the team is ninety three and fifty nine. Correct, Kevin? Ninety three and fifty nine. You got it. Yep. Well, ninety three and fifty nine. We always said that this team was going to lose sixty games. Mm-hmm. So you know, ten ten games left. They're just at fifty nine. It's okay, but um, yeah, this one stinks a little bit they, they, because they had the runners to win this game. Right, and not just the walks in the hit batsman by Manoa, but collectively the Blue Jays had 11 walks and the hit batsman. Yeah. I mean, you had it sort of prime opportunity in the ninth. I thought it was going to be another certified Tampa Bay Rays comeback. Yeah. Alas, it didn't happen. Talk about a game of inches if Wendell doesn't have that foul ball to begin that at yeah. bat against Jordan Romano. Maybe we're talking about a different story, but Manoa also gave up those five hits too. Yeah. So five hits, six walks, plus the hit batsman. And again, credit to him, credit to he very well is in the rookie of the year conversation. Of for course. When he got into trouble, started the inning with trouble, he didn't let that affect him. And he did what we knew he was going to do, the, the back foot slider. And then he also kind of shifted away from that at times and just, I'm going to try to overpower you with my rising fastball. And he did that to retire some hitters. But there were certainly some opportunities where the Rays could have done some damage on some pitches that, you know, B.A. pointed out they either – foul off or they pop out or fly out. It's like it, 
He's kind of giving you a cookie, and you got to take advantage of that cookie at some point. I know it's difficult because Nelson Cruz isn't in the lineup, and Wander Franco aren't, isn't in the lineup, and that does add, I think, a completely different dynamic. But there's still, I would think, I would feel enough good guys in that lineup to be able to do something against. How many times have the Rays faced Manoa now? I mean, it's been back-to-back starts, and then four three, start, three, four, four total start, four yeah. total starts, and three of them they haven't been able to figure him out, which is not. Good news for the race, seeing as they're an interdivisional mm-hmm. rival. So they're going to see Manoa plenty in, in, in the next few years. So, yeah, it, it, they have the opportunity. So that's why it sucks. Again, sometimes that, you know, the other team is going to play well, too. Uh, but going back to the ninth inning, I that that had Ray's comeback mm-hmm. win all over it. Tremendous fight. You know, if we're going to know... Um, we're going to talk about the negatives. We've got to talk about the positives. And the positives was G-Man Choi, Yandy Diaz, and Randy Rosarena drew two out walks back to back to back on, on Romano there in the ninth. And uh, Joe Wendell put put a good piece of wood. Again, it, it was it, the ninth inning yeah. was a microcosm of the whole game. They had runners on base. They took their their, their, their walks. They, they were patient at the plate. But when it came to that clutch hit, they were just off. Yeah, they were just off. So basically the ninth inning, if you just saw the ninth inning, you saw the whole game. That was the whole game. Right. That was the whole game. So um, another thing I'd like to point out is Brendan Lau. Good to see Brendan Lau uh, have, have a good game with with mm-hmm. with the bat. Um, I, I will spotlight his tagging to advance to third testing Hernandez's arm. I believe that there are so many wasted opportunities of taking an extra base in baseball. I mean, from not only from second to third, from third to home, but from first to second. Uh, I don't know why we don't see more tagging uh, from mm-hmm. first to second because it's out there. The possibilities are endless uh, to, to gain that extra base. So anytime a raise runner does do that, I love that. The, the baseball awareness was there. So good for Brendan Lau. I thought you were also going to, in the same breath, praise Brandon Lau, which great lineup construction, by the way, again, for the Rays by seeing that Brandon Lau might be in line for a good day. Let's put him at the top of the order, just like they did with Yandy Diaz on Monday. But I thought the Brandon Lau base running, you were also going to mention Austin Meadows and his lack thereof of base running and getting picked off against Teoscar Hernandez trying to go from First to third. We had some base running gaffes on Monday with Kevin Kiermeyer, who we might have to mention again later on in the show for another reason. But Austin Meadows, I went back and looked and, you know, there's there's some more from this game that I want to unpack. But uh, before we move along here, uh, Austin Meadows on that play trying to go from first to third. Look, I appreciate the aggressiveness. I, I think you should always be looking to go from first to third. But I think it was Joey Wendell that had that RBI hit that hit a really hard hit ball, but shallow. Teoscar Hernandez is coming in, playing it on one hop. Austin Meadows hadn't even gotten to second, and Teoscar Hernandez was already in a position to throw or already ready to make his – I mean, he was winding up to make that throw to third. So I don't know. I would have to look at – no, you're so, right. I don't know if it was Lenars who was giving him the turn because we Lenars has had his his issues as well. But we have to understand Meadows is not fleet of foot, and that that was it wasn't great. You know, it wasn't I, great. I, we we talked about sprint speed on trivia. I believe it was two weeks ago. Uh, 
and when and when I asked you to name the five slowest race runners, mm-hmm. you you did that beautifully. By Thank the you. way, great job. Uh, but who was the sixth slowest? Austin Meadows. Yeah. So you know you have to know. I don't know if that was Linares. I don't know if that was Meadows. I would think that was Linares. Why? Because the play's happening behind Meadows mm-hmm. when he's going first to third. So I don't think he's like you know getting some some neck problems there looking behind his shoulder. So he's looking yeah. in front of him and Linares is probably saying, go, go, go. So they were testing his arm. They had just tested Hernandez's arm with Brendan Lau tagging from mm-hmm. second to third. Again, T Oscar, you know, everybody's got an ego. They're all competitors. Right. So if you, if you didn't, if you allowed that runner to go to third, then you have the opportunity to kind of redeem yourself. And he redeemed himself. It was a good throw. It was a good tag. It was unfortunate. I, again, just the little, little things, little things yeah. yesterday. They did enough. I, I rather this team be aggressive than not aggressive on the base pass. A hundred percent. And I know that they've had some sloppy, you know, base running uh, lately, but I'll, I'll take that over just, you know, going from station to station and, 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 and grounding into uh, double plays and, and not doing some hit and run action. I would love to see more hit and run action from this team, mm-hmm. if I'm honest with you. Um, but I think that'll come a little bit better. Like you said, with Nelson Cruz and Wander Franco back in the lineup, we can see a little bit more of that dynamic. Um, but, you know, again, game of inches, yeah. it stinks. There's a couple other things I want to mention about this game uh, and the data card snafu Ooh. with Kevin Kiermaier. First, Ulysses, something that is positive that we can talk about, Spotify Green Room. I think we agree on that oh my goodness can we agree on this episode is brought to you by green room green room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans the app is free to download and once you're in you can talk with us other fans athletes and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport go download the free green room app right now Currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group and the Rays group for the latest league updates. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. So don't forget to use the promo code NFL100, NFL, the numerals 100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, it is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. They are your online sportsbook experts. Okay, Ulysses, uh, I knew we pretty much could observe coming in that the Rays were going to have Rasmussen be the five and dive guy. Yeah. But again, something in me still wishes that, and I know 70 pitches, I get that, but I would have liked to see him perhaps rolled out for 
the sixth, knowing that you didn't have a lot of options after pretty much emptying the bullpen on Monday, and you go to Nick Anderson in what was it, a tie ball game at the time, and then they had to go uh, to Michael Walker, relegated to the bullpen. So that was an unfortunate situation as well. I would, again, just me speaking personally, I would love to see Raz out there and at least start the sixth, maybe get an out in the sixth. You're such and a then boomer, bring in Nick Anderson. Ugh. I know, Ugh. I know. Oh, boomer! We don't, you don't know that the database says five and dive. Kevin, geez, uh, get used to it, man. It's the new type of baseball. Um, yeah, it would have it would have been nice, but again, I, I don't fault us on the pitchers whatsoever. Yeah. I know. Look, did did Waka allow a run? Yeah, but I'd rather him look how he looked yesterday right then then the last time he he won back with the cutter i'll, I'll say that i think that that new role was that, that was pretty good to see him like that emptying tank uh providing some relief um in the back end nick anderson is not the same no. guy he's not the same guy he's not getting whiffs man um yeah uh his whiff percentage let's let's talk numbers here mm-hmm. his whiff percentage was at 37 percent during 2019 and 2020 hovering around 37 it now sits at 11.8%. So not getting whiffs anymore. He's not fooling anybody. His zone contact percentage was around 70%. That has skyrocketed now to 91%, 90.5 to be exact. The barrel percentage increased 20 points from 2020. So he's not fooling anybody. They're making much more contact in the zone with him and they're barreling way more things. It's the three things that it's a recipe for disaster mm-hmm. right now. So it's unfortunate because this guy was untouchable, Kevin. I mean, yeah. he just, he was as shut down as it comes. So um, I don't know what they're going to do. If you're, if you're cash, Kevin, I know you're Kevin, but you're not cash, yeah. but Kevin, if you're cash, what do you do here? Uh, do you keep throwing him in low leverage situations? Because I think that was probably the highest leverage situation mm-hmm. that he has been thrown in 2021. And mixed results. Yes. It was certainly mixed results. And quite frankly, that could have been even worse. Yeah. Uh, he had walked Marcus Simeon and then gives up a 110 mile per hour single to Vlad Guerrero Jr. Then the sack fly came, but he got bailed out by Joey Wendell on a leaping catch. The hardest hit ball of the night was Teoscar Hernandez right into Joey Wendell's uh, glove that he had to reach up into. And you made this point. Look, I don't know what other, we got to wait and see what Kittredge's status is. Sure. And go from there. Uh, I would continue to, again, if I had my druthers, I would have tried to roll out Rasmussen for another inning or at least another batter or two, and then maybe bring in Nick Anderson and say, okay, buddy, you don't have to get all three outs. Maybe you just have to get two outs here and then turn it not facing the meat of the order. I know most okay. of the blue Jays order is pretty hefty there, but <laughs> yeah. you know, you're rolling up with, with Simeon, Vladdy and so Bichette you, you and, would have switched the walk up positioning to, to Anderson. I mean, theoretically, I would have loved to bring out Rasmussen for another batter or two. And so you see can't. So you say so you can't do Rasmussen yeah. because you know five and dive. Do we put Waka back to back with Ras? Maybe. Yeah, I would almost rather do that than see Nick Anderson and in- he just doesn't have it. No, he doesn't. And you made a 
you made a very astute point. We were watching the game yesterday. Uh, the Rays very, very well may have, and to some or no fault of their own, ruined Nick Anderson by the overuse last year in the playoffs. Is that Nick Anderson? It might be. Oh my god. Agreeing with me. Sorry, Nick. Yeah. We're just stating numbers, man. Um, yeah. Look, it's kind of I, I think I said this to you yesterday. Uh yes, uh, w- with the postseason, they they were in the desert and they rode this horse until they reached the city, mm-hmm. and then that horse just plummeted into the sand. That seems like kind of what Nick Anderson is doing right now. He just carried the team, carried, yeah. carried, carried and until he no longer has any. And it doesn't look like he has the same stuff. He doesn't have the same fastball uh, uh, velocity. He doesn't have the same accurate uh, control of the zone or his no. pitches. And the and the curveball um, has looked, you know, iffy at times. I, I, I feel like I said the best pitch that he had was a, a, a curveball down in the zone to Bichette. But when I looked at it again, it was kind of a meatball. Yeah, I mean, it was just a bad swing from Bichette. But if Bichette kind of stays back on it, that thing is launched into the Devil Ray tank. So it's a, it's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame what's happening with Nick. Yeah, it's really crazy because I went back and looked at the postseason numbers. And if we recall, I mean, he pitched virtually just as much in the playoffs as he did in yeah. that entire 2020 I think I remember, regular season. I think I remember 16 innings in the regular season in 2020 and like 14 yes. innings in, in the postseason, wasn't it? Yeah, and also consider that it wasn't like, oh, we're just using you one inning here, one inning there. No. He was almost used as a bulk guy at times, going two innings, two and two thirds. Like there were multiple times where uh, he was being used almost in a Colin McHugh like role, but multiple days ever, in a row, multiple days in a row, no off days uh, in, during the postseason last year, and, and and worst of all, never actually having that type of role. Yeah. ever in his life so so if 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 we you you got to learn from that so that this is the this is the 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 lesson if did they learn did they learn that right. you can't do that to a, a relief pitcher no matter how good they are if that is learned and you can't put a guy in a situation in october that they haven't ever done before mm-hmm. that makes me wonder raz Shane Boss, right? Never touching the sixth inning. Would they actually do the same thing? That is and tough. Did they learn the lesson of not putting them in a situation where they were they've never been before? Touch eighty pitches, ninety pitches. I Shane has done it in AAA. Raz hasn't. So it, yeah, it's something to, to to keep watch. Yeah, and again, it sound now kind of hypocritical to say I'm not trying to over Rasmussen here, but again, he's been. He's shown that he can comfortably handle 55, 60, yeah. 70 pitches. And again, just credit to him, too, for another consistent, solid yeah. outing against. And he wasn't happy. Yeah. Kevin, he wasn't happy on this postgame t- comments. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like he did ter- uh, terrific. Yeah. And I know that, yeah, we, we've talked about the hard hit rate. He gets, he can get hit hard. But what he does when he does allow that contact he allows it to the right spot. He allows yeah. it right into the shift where Brandon Lau is right there, wherever it may be. So it, it tells me that like he's, it's funny because we, we talk about his big velocity fastball and he does have that, but he doesn't get, you would think, oh, 
man, he must be racking up seven, eight, nine strikeouts like Alec Manoa, but right. it's really only, you know, two, three, four strikeouts per appearance. So it tells me that the fastball, at least to my understanding, may not have the greatest spin movement or shape, but he can locate it where he wants to. Okay. Catcher puts the glove here. I'm going to put it there and go with the flow on that. And, and to that point, that's all that also tells me when, if he's getting hit very hard, which he is, and the defenders are right there. That also tells me he's executing the plan. Mm -hmm. He's executing what they, what they're doing because sometimes if you have the shift, right, you, you, you have to pinpoint that specific pitch in a part of the zone, make it enticing enough to get some contact. And then you get a double play or you get a line out, whatever, where the defenders are, you have to also execute that pitch. Mm -hmm. So he's executing his pitches where they, where they are thinking that the ball is going to go if it, if it gets hit. And, and, and that's usually what happens. So good for Drew Rasmussen to, to again, another stable outing and just knowing what to expect from a starter I had forgotten that. I had forgotten that because this whole season since Glass now went down, you haven't really been able to say, "Oh, okay, I'm, yeah. we're going to get five innings and and and, and no runs allowed." Um, that's been the case with Drew. Yeah, and uh, last thing here before we, uh, before we move along, and I know you've had your reservations at times about Peter Fairbanks, but mm -hmm. I would rather see Peter Fairbanks enter into the situation that Nick Anderson was entered into. Yes. yes. I mean, right now in the hierarchy ladder of the bullpen, I would put Fairbanks before Nick Anderson for sure. Yeah. Um, but why wasn't he utilized yesterday? I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, maybe guys have a headache or they, they're not feeling well, but he was not scheduled to pitch, but he was a fresh arm available. And yeah. so maybe, you know, you, they didn't want to use him back to back days, um, you know, in the, in the series, here with the Jays, so we'll 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 see. But um, it's a, it was a tough one. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe Nick Anderson, Pete Fairbanks, Drew Rasmussen, uh, maybe the entire offense of the Rays. They just need a little pick me up, maybe a little built bar action to get them through, especially today uh, day game, three thirty p.m. I was just thinking the exact same thing, and you know, the, 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 they all have different. Uh, you know, personalities just like Built Bar. They have so many different flavors. You've got raspberry, mint brownie, strawberry, cookies and cream, German chocolate. If you can't decide on a, uh, uh, decide on a flavor, you can also get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors because they're not only great in taste, but they're also healthy too. Let's talk about the numbers here. 17 to 18 grams protein. Calories are ranging from 130 to 180. Only for to five grams sugar, only four to five grams net carbs. They're amazing uh, tasting and they're healthy too. So get yourself a box today at built.com. Remember to use that promo code though, locked 15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. We'll get you 15% off at built.com. We also want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part of it all, there's no annual contract. Ulysses loves that. We all love that, actually. Uh, so stop waiting and get your TV together 
with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Again, that is directtv.com. Kevin, yeah. are, are we going to talk about the snafu with the card or yeah, like, go ahead. sweep it under what, the rug? What's your, what's your take on data card date involving Kevin Kiermeyer? Um, I've got so many things to say about this. Number one, finally we get some animosity between these two teams. Yeah, it's nice. They've always played really nice against each other, and it's nice. But, you know, when, when, when they're a good team, you kind of want to feel that vitriol a little bit as a fan. And we really haven't seen that. This is like the the the, the biggest you know scandal between the teams. So mm-hmm. I guess you know just as a as a warmongerer between teams, <laughs> I feel like you know this was needed. Um, number two, you know, Kirk needs to if it's something. Look back. Make sure you have it before you're leaving off the field, especially after there was a play at the plate. How about that, Kirk? You know, uh, they said it was a very important car, very important car. Oh, my gosh. Why? Oh, it has the nuclear codes. Oh, my God. How do they have, you know, if it's that important, make sure you have it on you before you exit the the, the play, Um, especially after a play at the plate. Number three, Kevin. Yes. Your boy from Indiana, your namesake, Kevin Kiermaier. The outlaw. Literally now. Yeah, literally now. <laughs> Stealing data cards. My man, he needs to loiter up. Stop talking. Yeah. Kevin Kiermaier, bro, you're a great defender. Face of the franchise, all of that. You got to minimize the time in front of the mic. Maybe you can tell me the same thing. Mm. Ulysses, you need to stop talking at the mic. Fine. Okay. I'll take it. But he has been in the league since 2013. You can't have diarrhea of the mouth every time that you have a mic in front of you. That was the, the most, it was like the Rosarena press conference. Like, dude, shut up. Yeah. Like, you're just giving away everything. So, I don't know. I just, those are my biggest takeaways. Just, you know, I don't know how you feel about those three things, but I guess we'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah, he needs to lawyer up, plead the fifth. Sometimes fewer words are better than more words. It seems like if you look at that transcribed interview comment with the Toronto media, it was word soup and just going around in circles. I couldn't make any sense of it, quite frankly. So maybe he did a good job because I didn't know what the hell he was trying to say. (laughs) Maybe that was the the day. Maybe that was the point. I guess I, I think to simplify he initially thought that the card might have been his outfield card. Right. And looking at the replay, it looks like he glances at it for a second, then picks it up, and then back to the dugout, and of course, hands it off to Paul Hoover. And then the Blue Jays send a bat boy over to, to try to retrieve the data card, and the Rays are like, well, you know, hey, uh, finders keepers sort of a deal. We're, we're not hitting Robbie Ray tonight anyway for the most part, so <laughs> it's one of those things there. But let me ask this. Is what Kevin Kiermeyer did and what the Rays did – is it cheating, gamesmanship, or some gray area with that? I think there's a little bit of a game gamesmanship too. Yeah. I think there's also a little bit of ego. Uh, Kevin Kiermaier wanted to score. Mm-hmm. He gets caught, and he looked a little bit foolish at the plate there. Um, you know, you know, trying to get get a little league inside the home inside the park home run. He gets caught. The ego's bruised. 
right? Everybody's ego would be bruised at that point. He sees an opportunity to kind of yeah. like get back at them. Right. Oh, okay. You got me out. Well, I'll take your card. See how you like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like, yeah, there's a little bit of that uh, gamesmanship. I don't think it's cheating. I don't think it's cheating. I don't know. I mean, the, the Toronto Blue Jays just kept insisting there were, you know, so much information. So important. So important. Yeah. You know, when I leave the house, what I do, I, I, I pat myself, myself. I'm like, oh, phone. Oh, mm-hmm. keys. Oh, wallet. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Same thing for Alejandro Kirk and every other catcher that has nuclear codes somehow on the wristband. Right. Make sure you have the nuclear codes before you exit, especially when you there was just a play at the plate. So, no, I don't think it's cheating. There is gamesmanship 100%. Yeah. And gamesmanship is part of the game. It happens in all sports and every sport. Think about the nefarious activities and maybe illegal activities that happen in football fumble piles. Oh my goodness. You've got the flopping situation in soccer and basketball. Yeah. There's so many things, of so course. many things. And I know that I mean baseball seemingly can't go without a great cheating scandal whether it be steroids, trash cans, spider tack, whatever it may be, but it's not like the Rays this was their plan going into the game. Do whatever you yeah. can to make sure you get that data card from Alejandro. No. It's not like they, to my knowledge, anyway, it's not like from behind home plate, they've got a scout with a telescope that is trying to lean in and, and read in on Kirk's wrist no. there. And here's the thing with the the data card. Like, I, I wonder about how important that thing really is and, and how secretive, like what is on that card that the Rays don't already know about themselves and their hitters? To me, I would think, I would of course have to talk to somebody within baseball, but it basically would just list the hot and cold zones of said hitters and okay, this is the type of pitch that this guy struggles with in this count. Now, if it's like calling a game, like, okay, uh, make sure first at bat, uh, first pitch to Brandon Lau is this. Second at bat, uh, first pitch to oh. Brandon Lau is this. And and this is what, okay, uh, when you get to two strikes, make sure you throw this here and there. Okay, maybe that's a little bit different, but it, it seemed like a pretty small data card. I don't know how much you can really fit on that. Right, it's it's a small size card. So, you know, maybe it has the the combination of signs when there's a man at, se- at second and 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 it could give them the advantage of oh now they know our signs yeah um, so so I, again so that just kind of brings the the point to the table perhaps we have to stop stop putting so much of the outside world of the outside knowledge mm-hmm. into the game like if you need to print stuff don't have it on the field yeah you know uh, I mean again it's 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 a game. It's baseball. Yeah. You've played it since you were five years old, except if you're Nelson Cruz, who started at 16, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so you've played this game for a long time. I know it's a lot of information to hold, but that's that's your problem. That's your problem. You are going into this play of field with this information. You better take care of that information. You better take care of it um, because then, you know, if you lose it, yeah. you, you, you lost it. I mean, I've lost, I remember when I was eight years old and I lost my Game Boy Color. I, ga- I went back to the place two minutes after and, mm-hmm. and it was stolen. My Game Boy Color 
that was the purple transparent one and and it had the yellow pokemon game on it mm-hmm. i lost that it was two minutes but it yeah. was lost you know somebody stole it yeah you gotta learn if it's if it's precious to you you gotta keep things on your person right and it's not like again i i make this joke about a telescope and Kevin Kiermeyer deliberately trying to get a hold of Kirk's wristband. It's not, not like that was the game plan. It's not like the Rays in this entire year, this entire series. All right, let's, can we send uh, somebody can, data can, card? Right. Yeah. <laughs> can we send somebody into the clubhouse, steal a couple iPads and, and their sheets and scouting oh, reports? Man. No, I don't think there's any of that involved again. Runner at second. Isn't your job kind of to steal signs? Yeah. Like it's part of the game within the game. On the field. The other problem I have with all of this is, uh, and I am no KK apologist by any means. I have been very vocal about no, you have some been. of my yeah. criticism levied towards him. But I love how, like, when this is the first time I think the national media has brought up Kevin Kiermeyer in ages. It, so it takes something like this for you to right, mention not- and acknowledge. Kiermeyer as yes. a player and uh, they don't even in these articles they don't even mention the pedigree of no. Kiermeyer the the gold gloves the I mean three-time gold great, glove yes uh, platinum glove award winner uh mo- most offensive runs saved uh since this the damn category was invented yes. like you know. one of the longest tenured raised players I think nothing in history nothing. with more roster churn than ever and it's just Raise outfielder Kevin Kiermaier stole a data card and like it was yeah it's, it's so it's, it's awful it's awful I, I mean yeah I'm yeah. not happy about it either again I don't think it's cheating I think it's gamesmanship and um, but you know again sometimes less is more yeah uh, some comments here uh, Ben Rosa says that's really shocking seeing KK pick that up would love to give him the benefit of the doubt but no clue what he was thinking again I think that was maybe before learning some more of the information about this entire situation. Mason McVeigh says, in my opinion, if the other team has to have cards on players and those cards fall onto the turf, then all is fair game. Mm-hmm. It's not like he went and picked it up from their dugout. The coach could easily call in pitches or sign in how they want to pitch to every batter. And then Quinlan uh, Deegan, uh, Ulysses is on your side here, not going to lie, this whole season has felt like these teams got along a little too well. I don't need Yankees level of vitriol, but a little controversy is certainly good juice down the stretch. I like it. Hey, this is a sport. This is a game. Yeah. They're need, you know, we're not talking about world peace here. No. This is, we're not talking about nuclear codes either. Yes, okay. I know. So stop. Super important stuff. Oh the my data God. cards. Oh man. Change the signs. Change yeah. the signs. How about that? Data card date. Uh, Ulysses, do the Rays win tonight's game or well, this afternoon's game? I should it's, say. Uh, it's going to be tough because Patino has really been on a rut lately. Last 13 yeah. innings pitched, uh, allowing 10 runs, 17 hits, six walks. So it hasn't been pretty for him. So hopefully he can, um, you know, give a little Drew, yeah. give a little Shane uh, to the Blue Jays and, and come out and, and bounce back. I see people on social media saying today's game is a must win game. Can we just stop? Relax. Okay. If they lose, they're still very well in place to win the division. And I I do want to become a boomer. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) This is when to become a boomer. You don't remember 2010 people. You don't remember winning the division on the last day. Right. Kevin, it's okay. Relax. You know, when you don't relax, when it's 2010 and the division is at stake, the last day of the season. 
Yes, I agree. Now, it would be nice to have the best record in the American League. I'm not sure exactly where the Houston Astros are, but, you know. Meh. Okay. I, I'm just – look, I'm I'm not panicking. Like, if the Rays lose this game, it's not, oh, uh, let's – let's tear everything apart let's burn the city down let's let's relax a little bit with uh, some of our some of our comments here they're they're three games out okay the the the, the houston astros to the race so they've got 90 wins race have 93 so yeah and the sucky marlins are coming to town next so you know if you get swept no, there do then i'll be concerned. don't do that don't do that. We did that with the. I did that. The with very the respectable. There you go. And challenging at times, Miami yes. Marlins. The Marlins are coming. Watch out. Fair enough. Yeah. Citrus Series, the biggest rivalry in all of sports. <laughs> Don't at me. Okay, uh, that wraps up this edition of the Locked On Rays podcast. Remember to tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked On Bets podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.